0: in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to seven eight five eight three three. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers. Seven eight five eight three three. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. I love bacon. It's hard to find somebody who doesn't love bacon. All bacon's good, right? Yeah, but some bacon is next-level and when I talk about next level, I'm talking about Right Brand Bacon. We had so much up here that the guys on the show were fighting for it. Eddie posted a big case of it that he took home. Right Brand is the number one thick-cut, hand-trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. You just have to try it to believe. So, bacon lovers, do yourself a big favor. Go out and get yourself some Right Brand Bacon today. It's time you experience bacon the right way. Here we go.
1: Uh-huh. Come on, Bobby. Bobby boy. Transmitting.
0: Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. You know, a lot has been made of my 80s list. I was just joking. Like, I don't really like the 80s as far as culture goes. There are some things that are okay. But really, when you look at the 60s, the 70s, the 90s, the 80s kind of suck. Just in gen- It was a bad time. Bad 10 years for art. Hair bands. Yeah. Country music was fine. George Strait came out of the again. The movies were go- cheesy. There's some good things, but generally... It was just not the best decade. So I said, eliminate the 80s. You know, if we have to really lose some great things to get rid of all the crap, I'm up for it. Hmm. But I've decided that there are some things we will allow on this show, and only because Richard Marks came on and kind of convinced me. (laughs) So here's the thing so far, this is what I have on the 80s. Number one, our births. Yes. We like that from the 80s. Very. Eddie can't clap because he was born in the 70s. I didn't clap. Yeah. 79. Number two, the Beastie Boys. Big Beastie Boys fan. Uh, here's a clip, of Paul Revere. I a named
2: Paul Revere. And, my and, and
0: I picked the Beastie Boys here. because when I would hear the Beastie Boys when I was a kid, I was like, oh, look at these guys. They're like me. They're goofy and they can rap. And big Beastie Boys fan. Richard Marks.
1: Wherever you go. I
0: wouldn't have put him on here, but he was funny when we talked to him. That is cool. And also here's another one. Hold on to the night. Hold on to the night I am gonna add George Strait. Amy. Thank you. So George Strait kind of transcends the 80s and 90s, but we're going to add George Strait to the list things we accept from the 80s. And I got one more. I'm now adding the Golden Girls.
3: Yes. Oh,
0: 1985, of course. yeah. You have to. Right now, those <laughs> are the only five things from the 80s that we can have on this show unless otherwise discussed in a group setting. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. If you guys want to present
1: At some some point, be
0: like, what would you consider this? Then we'll do it. But other than that, 60s cool, 70s cool, 90s cool, 2000s, fair. We'll make that decision in 10 years. No 80s on the show. That's our thing. No 80s. 80s suck.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think of 80s things now. Yeah, you don't
0: want to. It's terrible. There's not enough. (laughs) All right. That's all. We'll start the show here. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's an all-80s day here on the Bobby Bone Show. All-80s country.
2: Oh, <laughs> Could you can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh. Alabama.
0: We have no... That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh! But, but, I'm going to save that. But,
3: but, they but... Were sooner. They were... Oh, okay.
0: oh See, so you can't on, do that, Ray. That now music. now i got to consider it. Thanks, Ray. That's on the docket for discussion next time. All right. Okay? Oh. Andy Kaufman.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's good.
0: Yeah, but he died in the 80s. That counts. He, he was awesome in the 70s. So it's like I don't like when he died. That's why the '80s suck. They killed him. Field of Dreams. The '80s (laughs) killed him.
2: (gasps) Field of Dreams. Great movie. Overrated.
0: (laughs) Footloose.
3: Top Gun.
0: mm. I didn't watch it till like the 2010s. (laughs) It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email
3: and we read it on the air.
0: It's
3: something we call Bobby's
4: mailbag.
0: Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I want to say I'm a big fan of the show. Love the games. Secondly, I need some advice. When I was in high school, I dated this guy for two and a half years. We got pretty serious. I was super close with his family. We broke up, but I stayed good friends with the family even after he and I both moved on. I work for his mom at her shop seasonally and have kept in contact with his sister. Now fast forward six years to today and his mom and sister inform me he's recently single again after he and his fiance broke it off. And they're flat out telling me they want me to get back together with him. I, however... Do not. I'm a single mom to an infant, and not only do I not have time to date, I don't want to get back together with my ex. I've tried having multiple conversations with his mom and sister saying this, but I can't help feeling it's not getting through to them. How do I communicate with them that I don't want to get back together with him without hurting their feelings or being rude? I love his family. I want to continue that friendship, but I don't want to get their hopes up every time I'm in the same room with him. Once again, love the show and everything y'all stand for. Thank you. Single mom trying to stay single. Wow. That's a good email. I appreciate you giving us that story. Um, First of all, you don't owe anything to anybody except yourself. So know that right now. So you don't have to do anything for them. It's nice if a friend does something or or a worker does something for you. But you got to make sure you're right before you try to make them feel right. So you don't owe them anything. Um, You've told them, hey, I'm not going to date. And I think you could probably tell them one more time and be like, I appreciate you guys trying to get me back together with him. I just won. I don't want to date. And I don't see my future with him. I'll be honest with you guys. At this point, I feel like I've moved on emotionally. Um, I'm I'm more mature. And then you have to just hope that they understand it and take it and move on. And if they don't, that's on them. They'll keep ribbing you. But you you shouldn't feel pressure to do it, which you're not. And you shouldn't feel pressure to have to keep explaining to them. You can tell them one time. You don't have to get serious or mean. But say, you guys know this is never going to happen, right? You could <laughs> right. even be one-eighth funny about it. Yeah. And you could say that. You guys know. Like, I, I get it. You want me to be big. I'd want me in your family, too. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but you know this is never going to happen. So, like, thank you, but no more. And you're kind of funny. They're like, ha, ha, ha. And then maybe they leave you alone. They should be fine with that. I would think so, too. You must be pretty cool if the family's wanting you that much. Amy, what do you think?
3: I mean, I think that, yeah, if you've already said it in a kind way, you could say it kindly again. But then, yes, like Bobby said, then you have to let it go. It is no longer your problem. If they have an issue with it, that is on them. And it's not for you to worry about it, even though I know that's really hard to do. But just remind yourself of that.
0: And also she's not gonna
2: fire you. Yeah. So if, if they do get upset that she says no and they do fire her, like what's the scenario?
0: Well, that's a little thing called HR. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, the mom little owns
2: in the, the little shop. Little <laughs>
0: shop. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, good. You'll yeah. be good. They enjoy you for yeah. who you are. Don't feel the pressure to have to make that up to them. Yeah. Uh, tell them to move on move on let them keep thinking it but that's it don't feel awkward i uh, thank you for that email good luck with that situation that is pretty sensitive and i wish you the best all right close it up that's the mailbag we've got your email and we read it on the air now it's time to close bobby's mailbag yeah on the phone joseph in alabama joseph you're 12 years old am i right yes sir all right what's going on with you uh,
4: my own pressure washing business and I was wondering if somebody gave me a low price, what would y'all do?
0: So they're like low you on they don't want to pay you as much? Yeah. So walk me through it. So did they come to you and say, Hey I'd like you to pressure wash my, my, my back deck and I'm only gonna give you a dollar. Like is that how it happened?
4: <laughs> no, it's kinda like oh well, yeah, but it's like higher price, not like a dollar.
0: What did they want you to pressure wash?
4: Uh, their driveway.
0: Okay, and how? And what is That's your normal? What would your normal rate be to do their driveway fully?
4: Fourteen cents a square foot.
0: Okay, and then what do they want to give you? Like ninety dollars. So I don't know how big the driveway is, but what would it? What would you be making on their driveway?
4: Like one hundred and seventy-five dollars.
0: Oh, they're trying to like half you. Yeah. Did you explain to them yeah. that your price is fourteen cents a square foot? <laughs> no, I just
4: kind of let it
0: be. Uh, and how do they reach out to you? Was it did they talk to you in person, or do they send you like a, a message on Facebook or something? I don't know. they they talk to me in person. Um, so why don't you go back to him, You hit him back up and be like, Hey, this is Joseph, you reached out about pressure washing. Hey, I'm really gonna do a good job. Um, I normally charge fourteen cents a square foot and if I'm doing the math here, it turns out to be one seventy. Now you only offer me ninety. Um I could actually give you a little deal since and you can just say something like hard times, you can always say that and said so I could you know, for you since You know, I'd really like to create a business relationship with you. I would do it for 13 cents a square foot. And that turns out to la la la, which is a little cheaper. And so you still got some work. You're, you're creating a relationship. It's really not much less. And maybe this person will hire you again. uh, And they'll also refer you to other folks, especially if your business is, is young and early, you know? Yeah. But don't take any less than that. Don't let them just because you're a kid, they don't have the right to go here. Half off kid comes pressure wash my yard. Don't do that. You know? So what are you going to do? You think?
4: Uh, I'm going to go to them.
0: Yeah, see, I'll do it. But do a whole story, like, and in, in, take notes here, Joseph. I'm pretty good at this. Say, hey, I, I, I got, you said you wanted 90 bucks. Now, normally my rate is 14 cents a square foot, and that would equal out to 170 bucks. And it's, that's far more than you're comfortable paying. I understand that. But I would like to create a relationship with you. Maybe we could work together for a long time. You could refer me to other friends. So I'm happy to do it for 13 cents a square foot for you. If you'll just recommend me to your friends. Maybe that's worth it to you. That's good. You know, and maybe even he goes 12 cents and you go, let me weigh it. Well, could you recommend me to five friends? Yeah. Okay. 12 cents it is. I, I think there's something to a very, very slight negotiation, especially because your business is new. But do not let them take advantage of you, Joseph. Yes, sir. All right. How's the business going so far?
4: Good. I made about $3,000.
0: Are you kidding wow. me? Wow. We need Eddie hasn't even made that on an Instagram reels. No, he does every well, day. well,
2: you don't know that. But you it, don't know that. Eddie's doing no, reels every day,
0: Joseph. It. He ain't made that at all.
2: Joseph, you want you want any help doing uh, pressure washing? <laughs> what are
0: you going to do? Drive down to Alabama?
2: Uh, you could on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're
4: in North Alabama, so we're not far away from it, you. There you,
0: there, we <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. There you go. Hey, Joseph, how'd you get your pressure washer? Did your parents help you get that one, or did you buy it yourself? I bought it myself. How much was it? Did you get a new one or used one?
4: Uh, $1,000.
0: Yeah, new one or used one, though? Uh, used one. Is it doing pretty good for you? Yes,
4: yeah, sir. Yeah. It's around 4,500 PSI. Oh,
0: pretty wow. strong. Yeah. Pr- pressure I'm, a, I'm square acting inch. like I
4: know what that mm-hmm. means. <laughs>
0: per square inch. Per- yeah. Pressure per square inch. Right, right. <laughs> okay, Joseph, sure. here's what I want you to do. First all, I want you to stand strong, and I want you to go to him and say, because there is value in going a cent cheaper, a square foot, even two cents. There's value if you think there's value of him recommending to other folks. If you don't think it's value, don't do it. But do not let him take advantage of you. So go do that tactic, and... That's it. And you got it. You either got a job or you don't. Also, how old is he again? Twelve. He's,
2: he's Oh, my gosh. He's killing it. Can he
3: call my children?
2: Yeah, exactly. Talk strategy Well, he'll business. do that for
0: 14 seconds a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about those signs that you put on there? Like, Let's say, like, pressure watched by, you know, so-and-so.
0: Oh, like, because we have a bug guy, and it's like, uh, Benny the bug guy. Yes. Going, and he puts a sign, in, and I'm like, why does he always put that sign in the very front of the yard? But he does put it there. Yeah. Right. That way everyone knows who
2: did the pressure wash.
0: Oh, that's good. You can negotiate that. For one month, you leave it up with my number on there. That's what I'm talking about. Dang, Joseph. I'll be your agent, but I don't need any cut. Wait, okay? wait, that,
2: that was my idea.
0: No, but I'm going to be his agent for other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. That's what I do to Caitlin all the time. She's like, I got this idea. and I'm like, all right, now I got an idea. And she's like, no, no, that was mine. No, I that was like, feel
2: very good. You <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, Joseph, will you have this conversation and then let us know how it turns out and just call us back at some point? Yeah, sir. Hey, keep hustling, man. I love it. That's awesome. You're going to be very successful with an attitude and a work ethic and a knowledge of what you're doing. So I'm very proud of you. All right. Cool. All right, buddy. Bye, Joseph. Goodbye. See you later. Good for him. There's, there's Joseph. You can't take compliment, but who
2: can? <laughs> no, yeah, you know,
3: it's hard.
0: It's time for the good news.
3: With producer Eddie. Yeah,
0: something
3: good.
2: Little Sam is nine years old, and he has an interesting hobby. He loves to sew. And because he loves to sew, he gets a lot of bullying at school. He is the only boy at sewing camp and a lot of kids There's make fun of him. There's a sewing camp? Yeah, Damn. and Sam goes to it. I, wish I went to sewing camp.
0: That'd <laughs> been awesome. I'd have been awesome. I would have I would have been able to beat people up at sewing camp and that alone would have been awesome.
2: You mean sewing you would go to sewing camp like today?
0: No, not as a when kid, you were a kid. When I went to church camp, or I went to, I don't really go to a lot of camps, but anything I did with other kids, I got beat up or picked on because I was yeah. small. At sewing camp, I'd have ruled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were the no one boy. would have beat me up at sewing <laughs> camp. That would have been awesome.
2: Well, Sam goes to sewing camp, gets a lot of bullying because he does sew and. Kids, I guess, don't approve of that. Well, his dad said, you know what? I'm going to buy him a sewing machine. I'm going to take a video of it. I'm going to put it up on, on TikTok and Instagram. And the feedback that he got from the video of all the supportive people saying, dude, don't! you're awesome for doing this, was amazing. And Sam feels so much better about himself. Here's a clip of Sam opening his gift.
5: Oh my God, it's a box!
2: You got your own sewing machine, bud. Right at home. Yeah. Yeah. Are we liking that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am so liking it. That's, That's
0: awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to all the kids out there, anything that other kids think is weird about you or different about you, I'm telling you, if you hold on to it, it will be what makes you different, and it will be it, what what is your strength later. This kid. Could be a great designer. Oh, for sure. He's got a head start. He's already learning little tricks and tips that anybody else getting into it later will have to learn. They'll be far behind. And when he's, you know, uh, Johnny, what's his name? Sam. Sam Hilfiger.
2: <laughs> the designer? Yeah, they'll, they'll all
0: be like, dang, we knew him. We were friends with him he his nine. Uh-huh. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You bullied weren't. him. Yeah, you know how people now are like, hey, man, we were friends in high school. No, you weren't. You put me in the locker. You ain't coming to my show? Well, you can buy tickets and no meet and greet. Okay, meet and greet, fine. But still, I'm going to put you <laughs> in the back of the line. But yes, yes, yes. Sam, that's awesome, buddy. I don't know if you can hear me, but remember, what's different about you now is what is special about you as well and very special about you later. That's super cool. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This story is from Fox 10, Arizona. Three parents of Arizona students were arrested on Friday after they attempted to force their way onto the campus of an elementary school that had been locked down. Thompson Ranch Elementary School in El Mirage was locked down after school officials reported seeing an armed man on the school's grounds. The school remained closed. They looked for him, but some parents said, nope, and they went in, got in anyway, but then got arrested. Here's what i say. You know what happened to Uvalde? Oh,
3: yeah. No, yeah. I know. I was just thinking that.
0: If I was a parent, yeah. you can arrest me, I guess, but if I felt like I needed to get my kid, I'm just going to go get my kid. Love it.
3: Yeah, because... Yes, especially after that being just in, in the news and we witnessed that happen. It's like, okay, fine, I'll take that on my record.
0: <laughs> and you shouldn't be allowed to do it. I'm not right. saying that it should be wide open. I know. That's the risk that you take. And if you, ha- you want to go, okay, I'm going to break the rule and go get my kid, you're probably going to get arrested. And now, okay, you got to pay the punishment. But I understand why parents would do that right now. Especially when the people wouldn't go into that school. Nobody would go into that school, even though there was a lot of time where someone could have went into the school and either got their kids or stopped. And they did arrest people there as well. So I read the story and thought, hmm, I don't blame the parents for going up and trying to do that. Eddie, you, what if this happens?
2: I mean, yeah, you do anything for your kids, right? I mean, I think at that point, especially with everything going down, you don't even think about getting arrested. I think it's one of the things that just happens after the fact. Oh, I'm getting arrested, great. You know what? Everyone's going to understand why I did what I did, so no problem. But I wonder, is how how scarring is it for the kid now, or for the kids? Are just like that was a lockdown for nothing? I would have forgot that for the rest of my life. But now my parents got arrested. That's crazy. Somebody got arrested.
0: That would be pretty crazy. To-
2: like my dad just got arrested. Would you in front
0: think of that me? was cool though? Oh, I as a dad? No, as a kid. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you wouldn't. Oh,
2: dude. Oh. If oh, I ever I, saw oh, my dad
0: get arrested, that would be so weird. Oh, <laughs> I saw parents get arrested, dude. You did? Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. I saw parents, aunts, uncles, grandma. I, yeah, that's not cool. I saw everybody get arrested. Where I come from, everybody's getting arrested. Mm. What day of the week is it? End of the Y? Yep, somebody's getting arrested. But
2: see, you can't unsee that. Like that's a memory and you still at but 40 I think years old. But for this
0: though, yeah. like the parents aren't really doing anything that's against the normal law. Like, they're not stealing. I know, but I don't think my kids ever want to see me in handcuffs. Like, that's something <laughs> like you just can't. You no, know, I, I agree. Unless it was something cool, though. Yeah? Like, trying to save their yeah, lives. my dad was trying to be a hero. My dad, and as your way, you're like, I'll be back soon, kids. I'll always protect you. <laughs> you kick With the door. With your hands behind your back. <laughs> well, There's one thing I love. It's you, kids.
2: <laughs> okay, in that case, yeah.
0: I, can't, I, I don't blame the parents, but they did break the law, and they will have it be punished, and we'll move on from it. And I also think it'd have been different if it had been like there's somebody in the town that possibly was doing something, so we're gonna lock the school down. I think that'd have been different than a reported armed man on the school grounds. I mm. think that also makes it a little different too. Sometimes they would lock stuff down because there was a crime happening a mile away from the school. This is they they say an armed man on the school on grounds. The yeah. So I just wondered how you felt about that. I don't hate the parents for doing that. Not and, I don't either. And I totally understand why they would. <laughs> Cheryl and Brian from Colorado Springs are on the phone. Hello, Cheryl and Brian. Hello. Good to talk to you guys. I'd like to quickly remind you of Cheryl and Brian's story, in case you don't remember. They were at a NASCAR race in New Hampshire. While on their way to Maine, they were, as we've been told, listening to the show. We were talking about playing the lottery. Cheryl felt inspired, went in, bought a ticket. They won $1 million. Come on. Wow. 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 They listened to us in Colorado Springs on Y96.9. Cheryl, is that story true?
5: 100%. Okay. Wow. I
0: have so many questions. Okay, so you always play Powerball and you want to play and, and you're thinking of Mega Millions or the other way around?
5: So we played Powerball maybe 9 to 10 times in the last 4 years. So we heard you guys um with Lunchbox talking about trying to him trying to get you to put in money for him to buy the Mega Million tickets. <laughs> so when we pull into the lottery store that Monday morning, um i told my husband i said hey just go ahead and buy five or ten dollars for the mega millions i don't know what it is but obviously listening to the bobby bone show it must be big if lunchbox is trying to convince all them to put in a pool of money so my husband went in he bought ten dollars on the powerball ten dollars on the mega millions and 3 <laughs> days later we learned that we were the million dollar winner. Come on. Wow. 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 Amazing. Let's his face right now. Fall. So, <laughs> how do you
0: know you won? Do you check the next morning or do you look right after? Like what happens for you to know you won a million bucks?
5: So it was Wednesday. Um, we just kind of forgot about it cuz we were coming back to Colorado on fr- on that following Friday. So we had kind of forgot about it because we were just trying to, you know, kind of finish up our vacation. And I ran into town and my husband calls me. I was actually sitting in the Home Depot parking lot. And he's like, hey, he's like, I just about had a heart attack. And I said, well, why? And he's like, well, because we got some of the numbers on the Mega Millions. And I said, whatever. Like, I don't have time for this. And he's like, no, I'm dead serious. He's like, we got five numbers, but I can't see that we actually would win anything for the five numbers. So I said, well, send me a picture of the ticket. Well, it took like 10 minutes for the picture of the ticket to come over via text. So I went ahead and Googled Mega Millions. Well, the first thing that popped up was a um, press release that the million-dollar ticket was won at the Portsmouth um, Liquor and Lottery outlet. No
0: way. <laughs> That's
5: great. Oh. Wow. So I start screaming and I send him that article and I'm like, oh my god, it must be us. And then finally the ticket came over and sure enough I saw that we had the five numbers. So I called the New Hampshire Lottery Commission office, you know, to verify like that we actually did win and what we did from there. <laughs>
0: That is wild.
5: Amazing. You saw
0: the place it was bought from and you just knew. Yeah. So what do you do once you realize you'd won a million bucks as far as you got to go into the office? Do you put the ticket somewhere safe? What happened?
5: Well, and that's the crazy thing is because we were in Maine, we had to drive back down to New Hampshire because I guess each state is different. So we couldn't validate the ticket in Maine. So it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so we hurry up and get ready. We pack a bag. We drive all the way back down to New Hampshire, and by the time we got down there, the lottery office was closed. (sighs) So we ended up spending the night in a hotel down there Wednesday night and then Thursday morning we were at the lottery commission the, the main lottery place in Concord New Hampshire at like 8:30 that morning to cash in the ticket.
0: When you're at the <laughs> hotel that night before, are you just like I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. This can't be real.
5: I mean yeah, and we were like, you know, we were like you still just don't, you don't really realize it. And even now, right now, it's still, we look at each other and we just laugh because it's like, or is this for real? Like this really is happening or this really has happened. And so the whole night, like we couldn't sleep. We were a nervous wreck. It was like, let's just get up and get there. Cause we were scared having the ticket and it just, yeah, it was, it was nuts.
0: <laughs> so this is Cheryl and her and her husband, Brian, won a yes. million dollars because they, they buy lottery tickets, but they were listening to our show. We were talking about a different game. They played that different game after hearing us talk about it. They won a million bucks. So have you got the money yet?
5: Yes. So crazy thing is we're in the office Thursday morning and they said, hey, you know, we don't have enough money in our funds to give you a check, which I said, well, that's fine because I don't want to get on a plane tomorrow morning with a million dollar check. <laughs> So they're like, we'll just deposit, you know, we'll just do a wire transfer. And I'm like, that's fine. And they're like, it takes two to three days. Well, as soon as we left the office, I get an email. We had the wire transfer within an hour of leaving their office. Oh wow! Gosh.
0: Wow! So, do they give you all one million, or do you take a lump, or what's that situation?
5: So they don't even. So I guess because it's it's just a million, they don't give you an option of like cash out or whatever it's just the one million and they take out the taxes and then and they deposit what's after the taxes
0: <laughs> this is how you know somebody want a bunch of money it's just a million hey yeah. we got us a rich yeah That's
5: okay. terrible. Um, I did not mean to say it like that
0: <laughs> I, I know what you meant. instead of like the billion or so they were talking about lunchbox here she is this is cheryl Uh, and Brian what would you like to say to them
1: well I mean just everything you've said is I inspired you to play the lottery that you would have never played the mega millions if it wasn't for me and so I mean you got a million dollars and so I've been checking my mailbox I've checked the wire transfer they wouldn't know that stuff well that's what I'm saying so what's my cut
5: I would say so my husband we love Nashville we love coming to Broadway so my husband already said we'll make a trip to Nashville we'll come and take you out for a day how about that (laughs)
1: <laughs> take yeah. me out for a day like, yeah, Take sure. me out for a day like, Yeah take, take me out for a day do, do, what? Do, do some of your most fun stuff Have it a lunchbox day <laughs> no. I, I, no like go, okay, to the, well, go to the zoo You know what I, you know what I love yes, to do no like, you know, we can go out And I love to go to the park And I love to find like uh, $20,000 under a bench That's what I love to do That's what a lunchbox day is yeah, That's a lunchbox day So let's do it
5: All right, we'll put it on our calendar.
1: (laughs) I can't no no and then also when you're in the hotel are you like people are like, Oh, why are you in Concord? Are you like, Oh, we got a winning lottery ticket? Like what do you tell the waitress at the, you know, restaurants?
5: Oh, no, we we have just kept it between us. We did tell our family and a few of our friends. So, no, we've just really kept it on the down low until now, of course. I mean,
1: I can't believe this. That they don't ever play this, they never play the Mega Millions. They listen to me. They win a million dollars, and I've been playing for years, and I can't win crap, and they say they'll take me to a snow cone. I mean... <laughs> Gosh.
3: What what are your plans though? Like are y'all gonna, you know, buy yourself something nice? Go to the or?
1: casino?
5: Oh casino. No, 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 no. That my husband actually said that. I said absolutely not. We're not going to the <laughs> casino. So we're gonna take a vacation and then it's always been my husband's dream to have a um
0: Beach home. So, we're going to look oh. for a condo or a beach home. Wow. Nice job. Crazy. Well, take lunch box Lunch Yeah. They're, they're going to get yeah, a beach I, house I, oh, because be, of you. Yeah, I know.
1: I talk about, man, see,
5: this is
1: crazy. <laughs> like, you you know, can
5: come visit the beach house lunch box. Hey, if you, you
1: did give it, me buddy. an open invitation, I will take the family to the beach house for oh, sure. We will take the family and okay. stay at their beach house. I, it's pretty much my beach house, too. <laughs> I mean, we got this together. Like, this was a combined group uh, effort. So, it'll be a family. Like, if they're there one week, you know what I mean? I'll come the next week. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Cheryl, we'll summer there. Thank you for talking with <laughs> us, Brian.
0: Congratulations, that's amazing. A million bucks uh, is crazy, and I hope you guys buy you a nice beach house and live yeah. happily ever after. And wow. thank you for listening uh, to the just show. Send me that address. Insane. We
5: love all of you, and we listen every day. So thanks so much, and this has been great.
0: Thank you. Bye, guys. All
5: right, bye.
0: Bye. Hi, right, this is Callie from PA.
5: Hey, this message is for Amy. I just heard on the podcast that she got two snails in her fish tank. She should really remove them. They are asexual animals, which means one day she'll have one or two snails in the fish tank. Next day she looks, there's going to be hundreds. And then she has to empty out the fish tank and clean everything out. Amy?
3: Okay. I, this is so crazy because I think the, one of the snails was reproducing like yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was just laying there and doing something. And I said, well, is the snail dead? And my daughter said, no, I think it's multiplying. Like she knows. What? And
0: it's the opposite. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: what? So I had no idea. Wow.
0: So you better get to cleaning, removing snails. Well, we
3: just cleaned the tank, gave it a fresh little once over last night. So I no more snails at this point. So we'll see what happens.
0: This is Kirsten from Greenville, Tennessee.
5: Good morning, studio. Why didn't a lifeguard rescue the hippie? Because he was... Too far out, man. Okay, we thought that was pretty funny. Y'all have a good day. All
0: right, thank you. <laughs> the
3: Bible Ball
0: Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories.
3: So, if someone in a bar or a club feels threatened, they can actually go up to the bartender and say, Hey, can I get an angel shot? And they'll know that that means that they need to keep an eye on them in the situation.
0: That sounds good in theory. I bet you do that. A bartender's like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Or they give you some shot. They <laughs> named an Angel yeah. shot.
3: <laughs> Hopefully, they learned it at bartending school. But it, what if the threatening person is near you and they know what Angel shot is and you can't say that? Then you can say, "Is Angela working?"
0: Okay, but, people aren't going to know well, this. Bartenders aren't going to no know chance. this. People are going to be confused. <laughs> Angela's going to be working. You're then gonna she's going to a- show up. <laughs> it's gonna be like, "What do you need? What?" The the whole thing is just like a bad 80s sitcom scene.
3: (laughs) Okay, well, if that happens, there is a bartender. A video has gone viral of him sharing other tips that'll help keep you safe. And just here's a quick rundown.
1: You can ask your bartender if Angela's working. But I have seen situations where even this isn't good enough. Get as close to an authority figure or somebody who's working at the location as possible. Whisper or yell it if you have to. Shorter words if possible. Get your point across to make sure that they know that you need help.
0: Yeah, here's what you do if you need help in a bar. I need help. There you go. That works. Let that go viral. (laughs) Yes. All right. What else?
3: Uh, Ketchup and mustard-flavored Doritos are now a thing. Do either of those sound good to you?
0: I like mustard on anything, and I don't know that it sounds awesome, but it sounds good enough for me to try the ketchup ones. or excuse me, the mustard ones. But even the ketchup ones. mmm, Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Oh, ketchup's my favorite. It it doesn't make me want to vomit, but I don't really... Have the need to buy a bag of ketchup Doritos, <laughs> mustard ones. I do though. So is this a real thing or is this kind of a joke?
3: No, it is real. You can go to snacks.com and
0: order them. I bet you A1 flavored Doritos oh would be awesome. You'd buy them all. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. That's some A1 this weekend. <laughs> I went to a steak place before a show and I was like, hey, and I have to like whisper it before a nice place because the venue was paying for our dinner. And I was like, yeah, I'd like a, a porterhouse, please and hey, you got any A1 back there? <laughs> it's like it's illegal. Yeah. It's like the,
3: the server's like, wait, is that code for he something? O- he opens
0: up his 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 vest and he's selling some. Yeah. Say, you need this kind. All right, what else?
3: Well, Charles Kelly is saying that he is grateful for the support of his fans as he gets sober. He put a post up talking about how they postponed their tour, which we knew that, but he just wanted to thank everyone for the support and the encouragement, which is much needed, and he just loves all the kind words and thoughts and prayers. Yeah,
0: hope Charles hangs in there and- you know, uh, does what he needs to do, take care of himself. The awkward thing for me is we had the countdown this past weekend, and we had recorded an interview with Lady A from, like, three weeks ago to go on the national countdown, and we're like, buy tickets to the tour. Uh, Some people were buying tickets to the tour, but there wasn't a tour because they had announced they were postponing it, so people were mad at me. I'm like, guys, I, I recorded this countdown, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> like, leave me alone. But we are rooting for, for Charles and Hillary and Dave, and, you know, they get through this and get back on the road and get healthy, you know?
3: Yeah, they're planning on being back on the road in 2023, so... We'll see them then. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
0: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With
3: Lunchbox. Tell me good.
1: Officer Bill Bidette was on patrol in St. Paul, Minnesota when he saw some smoke. And he calls it in. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, yeah, we got some smoke coming from my house. I'm going to locate it. And he gives the address and he's looking, and someone comes up and goes, hey, I think there's kids inside. And he's like, well, can't wait for the fire department. And then goes to the back door, boom, boom, kicks it in and saves four kids ages four to seven years old. Wow. wow. Kicking in the door. That's, that's pretty that's cool. cool. That's
0: a commitment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> you better hope
0: you're right. Uh-huh. Thank God he was. That's awesome. Good for him. It's a great story. Save the kids. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good.